Welcome to the Popcorn Junkies. Welcome. Um, we are here reviewing The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent. Uh, well done for remembering that. Nick Cage. The poor girl in The Everyman when she came in to ask us everyone to turn off their phones and there was a waitress who oh, yeah. did anything. was in full swing and then she had to go, hang on a minute. Yeah, she had to, she had to. <laughs> Get something out of her back pocket so she could read actually what the name was. She had to read it. So this is the, uh, well, I suppose you call it an action comedy. Uh, which obviously has got a lot of press and a lot of coverage. We've been following it on our Popcorn Junkies Instagram, in the Weekly Rushes, watching the trailers. There's been, you know, we've been very excited about it uh, for many, many months because it's one of those films in which, you know, the only time I can think of it happening before was like being John Malkovich, where John Malkovich played a version of himself. Um, that was quite art house and kind of, uh, kind of, you know, meta and sophisticated. But this is this is Nick Cage playing Nick Cage, and and effectively they sort of graft his real life sort of dissent because of course he had a successful career he was very notable for the fact that he hit a lot of road bumps debt had to make all sorts of films reconstruct his career reconstruct his finances and so in a sense this film starts at that point that he hit his own i guess rock bottom and then it takes it from there in which he plays himself so did the idea grab you are you and nick cage well fan? i didn't know he was playing himself at the beginning i thought i told you you did <laughs> but he didn't really tell me that. Right. Maybe. I only knew that because you told me that. But so you've forgotten I told Nicolas you. Nicolas Cage kind of always plays himself well, to me. Ah, it's interesting you should say that. I don't really see any difference ah. to what he normally does. Right. So I think there will be people here that have watched it that would also agree with me that they didn't know he was being Nicolas Cage. So are you saying I only knew he was playing himself because I know I knew the film was coming out and what it was about? Well, I don't you... know what you knew. I'm only saying what I knew. And but I you didn't knew know a lot. You knew. If no, I, I told knew because you. you told me. So you knew? Yeah, but I wouldn't have known just from watching the film. But given that you did know from sitting down and watching the film... What did I think? Well, are you a Nick Cage fan? No. <laughs> no, I'm not. Not okay. really. All right, fair enough. No. Um, I loved his history of the word fuck. Right, on Netflix. Yes, in lockdown. You see, okay, look, well, let me pause you just for a second there. I've not myself never been an overt fan of Nick Cage, apart from... You hang love on, Nick Cage. No, 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 hang on. Apart from films like Raising Arizona, yeah. Wild at Heart, in which he was a complete yeah. lunatic. Raising Arizona. Raising Arizona. Yeah. Wild at Heart, which was David Lynch. I thought he was, he was excellent in that. Uh, Leaving Las Vegas, where he played an alcoholic. I think he obviously won his Oscar there for his, as well. But then in more recent years, he starred in what are actively known as... They're sort of cult before they're even cult. I mean, he's... Mm -hmm. Picked, he's a cult figure. Well, but he's, he's also picked some remarkable projects that the girls, everyone who's seen yeah. them, would, would admit they are batshit fucking crazy. Yeah. Colour Out of Space, I'm thinking of, and Mandy are two of the most... Is that the one that traumatised Maddie? Yeah, ages? no, no, that was that was Suspiria. No, oh. but it was the same festival that we saw Mandy. And so out of those two films, he's and, and he was also in Bad Lieutenant. So I've liked his career trajectory because he's got wackier, weirder, and stranger as he's gone. Yeah, I mean, I like him, don't get me wrong. Mm. He's a lovable sort of rogue. And I would always listen to him and take a look. But I don't think he's a great actor. Right. I've never thought of him as a brilliant... Like, you you yeah. would get very, very excited and excited. Well, I know, because the first few laughs that I had... But it's just because he's a bit silly. Yeah, but it's the... just because he's very badly behaved. Yeah. <laughs> he is, he's a rogue. I love, how, I love how badly behaved he is. That's what I mean. We love him because he's a rogue. Well, we you love don't, him because I do. He's dangerous and daring. No, I love him for all those things, yeah. but I don't particularly go, oh, Nicholas Cage, I can't wait to see what he's going to do with this. Oh, well, part. I do now, you see. I, th I personally but think I his career. I think his career's gone in the opposite direction, where I think now, right. if I hear Nick Cage is attached to something, you go and see I go, oh, right, okay, this will yeah. be intriguing and interesting. So, 
And then this, and clearly you'd forgotten or weren't aware that he was playing himself. No, no, I was aware because you told you me. You just said you weren't aware. No, I knew because you told but me. But you said you didn't know. But the know. didn't tell me that. Okay. Yes, he did. He kept referring to him as Nick Cage. Well, not at the beginning. You didn't know what the hell was he going on. He had an agent saying Nick Cage. On, he was on the phone. It was all being oh. said. Oh. Well, sorry, you've got no way around but that. But the problem is, is Nick Cage is very like that in any film he's in. Well, I think that's a different point. I think Nick Cage is... He, you know what you're getting often with a Nick yeah. Cage performance. And so yeah. he said in an interview that this is one of the most intimidating things he's had to do because he's not known how to play an alternative version of himself that is distinct enough from himself. Well, he didn't. He just did what no. he was done. No, and it worked. <laughs> it did work, but you couldn't put a piece of paper between that and any other performance I've ever seen. Well, there you go. All right, so basically... So if you love Nick Cage, you're yeah. going to love him in this. Yes. But I, I'd imagine playing yourself was a really intimidating prospect. I mean, it's a thriller, it's a caper. It sets, the, as I've just said, it sets the premise of Nick Cage, actor. I thought there were some nice touches at the front there yeah. about the actor's life, wanting the part. Yeah. Not, well, I, I mean, I loved know, that opening scene. His agent. With the, with the casting director or the yes. director where he just says, you want him. You want... I mean, that really made me laugh out yeah. loud. I love that opening. Was that the opening scene? Love it was that. kind of one of the openings, yeah. I love that because it's like that with Nail and I, exactly. which was one of my favourite films ever. It's really dated now, and I'm just very disappointed. But, but that intensity of the actor, and I could have had loads more. It's funny of you that. should say that. I, I thought, given that, yeah, yeah, given that that was so rich at the beginning, I thought they could have had a lot more of that. Actually, the the mm. I the, think he the could have let thesp. go a bit with that. The struggling thesp. Yeah. Just, I would have given him the note, go and watch with Nail and I, and, and that's right. the kind of, right. we want that kind of energy. So quite quickly, I thought they established a number of things. Obviously establish him down on his career. They establish his agent, um, who's really good, played by Neil Patrick Harris. Uh, his wife, who's played by Sharon Horgan, and his lovely daughter, played by Lily Sheen. And I really liked the way in which you have this character, the actor, Nick Cage, wanting his child to be essentially moulded in his fashion. So about you. So, well, I mean, I felt... It, I mean, you know, I remember, you've made them watch terrible films so they'll be dark I mean, I mean I've toyed with making them watch it, The Cabinet of Dr Caligari, which is the, oh film, God. Well, the film that he makes poor old Lily yeah, character watch. I know, but I, I was struck by how like that you had decided oh what, kind of, what kind of Films. brain you wanted them to have, what kind of... I, was, it's, I find it fascinating that you recognise that in yourself. Well, I recognise it, and I actually felt really bad, because as we came out of the cinema at the end, I said to Kiki, I said, Oh my god, I feel bad. Have I been foisting films on you that I want you to like, or I want you to see the the import of, rather than what perhaps you want to go and see? You have a bit. Like when she was young, she was really liking musicals, and you put them down so much that she just now says she hates That's musicals. Makes me sound awful. No, it's not. I wasn't it was, no, it's not. It's not awful because it was done with a total excitement and enthusiasm for you to share exactly. But sometimes you have to just. Yeah, let right. go, let God. Right, so it was great that you kept that you kept. Well, the last thing I was that. expecting from this film was a moment of catharsis and psychoanalysis with regards to my parenting. You were a lovely parent. I'm just saying that's something that you did. Like, anyway, do. it really cut through. And it was I a kept lovely. It was a lovely relationship between yeah, the two of them, and and Lily Sheen was just. Oh my God, she's just absolutely exquisite. Yeah, Don't was. you think, exquisite? Yeah. She made me want to just pick her up and cuddle her. Well, she was vulnerable, but she also had, well, a little bit like Amanda, vulnerable, but she had flint. I mean, steeliness. you know, steeliness, exactly. Yeah. yeah very strong. Um, and so and so the film heads off. I mean, with all due respect, the narrative is incredibly simple and very straightforward. He heads off for a personal appearance with someone who's kind of one of his number one fans. He's going to be paid a million dollars. Um, his agent insists that he does it. Uh, Nick Cage reluctantly does it because he doesn't get another part in a, in a film. He and he's about to be thrown out of his hotel. He's to, yeah, yeah, he's run up debts and all that kind of stuff, classic. 
Uh, and so he heads off to meet uh, this guy who's his basically number one uber fan, uh, played remarkably I by Pedro loved, Pascal. I loved, loved him. Tell me about your thoughts about him. Not only is he absolutely beautiful, of course, mm. we loved him Narcos. in Narcos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was fantastic. But I just think one of the best notes ever from a director ever was, be prepared to make a fool of yourself or you'll make a fool of yourself. He completely inhabited mm, did. the absurdity <laughs> of the story, of the role, of everything. And because of that, we believed in him. Oh, my and God. And we're completely absorbed by him. Well, in a weird way, what his character... So his character is this, you know, super fan. And you discover within the course of the film that he's also a number one wanted sort of, you know, uh, crim uh, by the CIA. But his super fan is, he falls in love. Obviously, he's already in love with Nick Cage. He's asked him to go there. But he falls in, you see him fall in love with Nick Cage again. Yeah, platonically. Yeah, platonically. It's a beautiful bromance, bromance yeah. of, of the first order, isn't but, but it? But as he was yeah, smitten with Nick it. Cage, you could see, what I thought was quite meta and clever was, you saw Nick Cage get smitten with him being smitten it was beautiful. with Nick Cage. For me, it really took off. Nick Cage was, he was so com yes. comfortable with him, with wasn't him. he? He yeah. was. It was because he was like seeing himself through someone else. So he could kind of be piss-taking of himself. Yeah. I mean, and, and, and within that, there are just so many. And of course, the, a brilliant touch, which I thought was fantastic, is that once he gets there, he's meeting his super fan, he, he needs to do appearances, he's worried that he might have to have sex with someone or do something awful to make the money. He doesn't. But Pedro Pascal's written a script that he wants Nick Cage to be in or to, to you know, make, make the film. Um, and so you have that, you know, you have that wonderful thing where you've got this major star going, oh, do I have to read a script? I don't want to have to read a script. And then he, and then he reads it. And then he basically, it sort of turns into what I think was really clever. The whole film turns into what is essentially a classic Nick Cage action film. Right. See what I mean? So he then becomes the Nick Cage action hero. Yeah. And that's all, very, that's all great film. when he's really self, when you, when you really feel the self deprecation. No, when he loses that, yes. doesn't he? And he just switches into the yeah. actor. Those are really great moments, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, there's a great drug scene, LSD scene. Oh, my God. We don't have to tell you too much about it. Well, we don't have to tell you too much about it. Because I think when you overtell drug scenes, people expect something No, but amazing. what I would say is it's totally, for me, on a par with Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas, Johnny mm -hmm. Depp and Benicio Del Toro. It's got the same weirdness about it. And I, I promise you, it's worth the price of the cinema ticket alone just for the fun. I haven't very, laughed. Very, very funny. I haven't very. laughed so hard in a long time. It was very funny. Did you think I was laughing too much? You, uh, I think you knew that I wanted to have a good time. Oh my god! Yeah, well, no, you kept looking at me at points, kind of going, "It's not that funny." No, it was nice seeing you laugh that much. Oh, I felt really comfortable with Nick. You love me. I think one of my favourite scenes in there, though, was the drug scene, but also the scene where he, which is in the trailer, where uh, Pedro Pascal says, "You, you go, go through this door, your, your opinion yeah. of me will change forever." Don't tell me what happens. Well, you see Don't it. Don't spoil it. You see it in the trailer. Yeah, but they won't know now that he says it. Well, it's very self-referential, and Nick Cage is hysterical once he passes through the door about what Pedro Pascal has in there. So it's very conventional. Yeah, but it's exactly simple. what you would expect. Simple, but you know what? I quite like that. It's quite retro. Yeah. Yeah. I quite like a simple yeah. action thriller type yeah. thing and I, I really like the continuing beat of him I, I love the fact that because he talks in interview how he's a father of boys he hasn't had a daughter but I really bought into his relationship with his daughter and, and that kind yeah. of the connection between him and her when she yeah. then gets essentially gets kidnapped with his, yeah. with her mum and brought over and it becomes so complicated and I have to say I was heartbroken by the way in which the arc of Pedro Pascal's relationship with Nick I mean, Pedro Pascal yeah. plays it with such open-faced trust. He's so committed. Mm. He's so committed. He's so... So, so, so therefore, we are, as the audience, yeah, yeah. we're as committed with him. Absolutely. Um, 
And I think the other thing I'd, I'd like to say about it, it's one of those rare films that doesn't outstay its welcome. It was, it, it kind of, it trundled trun trun along, got there, passed through each act, and then just at the point- It wasn't too baggy, was wasn't it? wasn't too baggy. They even managed to fold into the script, right, we've got to sort out act three, because it's of their script, the film within a film, if you like. I thought there were some really neat little jokes about what makes a commercial film, yeah. what makes an art house film. There's a moment where, I thought, it was, I thought Nick Cage did it really well, where they were basically saying, this is how we need to, this is, the CIA is saying, this is how we need to solve this crisis and this problem. And he's like, but that, doesn't work with the tenor of the script. Yeah. If we're making the film, and, I, and that, that constantly yeah, being that tugged back to enter, you know, what makes a good film, I thought that was really neat. So in summary, what would you say? I would say, absolutely, if you're looking for a good laugh, um, one of the best bromances we've seen it in really a long is. time, really maybe is. since Broke, Broke Up the Mountain. Right, Broke different, yeah, different kind Very of Very different, no, I'm being yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, it's a proper, proper wrong, Com. Broncom. Broncom. It's a broncom. It's a broncom. With some really lovely, warm, and tender mm. moments. I loved his relationship with his daughter. And as I say, I think it meant even more to us because yeah. we were like thinking of our, totally. of our girls. Um, a lovely, a fabulous new talent in Lily Sheen. Beautiful yeah. and very. She's she's just got that je ne sais quoi on the screen where you just want to look at her more yeah, and more. Yeah. Yeah. And um, yeah. Totally good night. We had yeah. a lovely, we had a great night out on a Friday. We had burgers, we had sweets, we had popcorn, and we laughed. And we, I know you don't we skipped out of we the skipped, We literally skipped out, and I know you yeah. don't score things. I'd give this a massive 98 out of 100. I was dead, I mean, I got really worried. I was worried that this film was going to capitulate under the unbearable weight of my massive expectation. So I was worried for you. Yeah, so the fact that it managed to deliver on that, and I came out smiling, skipping, having laughed in a way that I haven't laughed in ages. So thank you to everyone involved with it for managing to make me escape myself. That was so nice. Uh, I, re I really enjoyed it. And oh, the biggest discovery of all in the whole film. We have to watch Paddington 2. Absolutely. Paddington 2. Have you seen Paddington 2? For more film and family fun, don't forget to click the subscribe button and make sure to click the bell to never miss an update.